Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner! Welcome to the Lux Calore International Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. It's 10.07. BK, hang out for just a moment, if you don't mind. Uh, your last story there about Charlie Gito, mm-hmm. and I know you were there when he ate those yes. toasted ravs out of the uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, that is a, a big loss for our community, and our hearts and prayers go out to the family of Charlie Gito. What a wonderful uh, man and ambassador for St. Louis, and just a, a real treasure. And anyone who was around him felt that and knew that. And I know you got to see that party firsthand. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was amazing. I was there. Sue and I got to go and I went over and talked to him and he was sitting on a stool right by the front door and he had a smile on his face that, you know, ear to ear, just a big grin and just enjoying the moment. And, you know, he said, I'm not a huge hockey fan. He said, but this is really amazing. This is really fun. Had a lot of people waiting outside to get in an hour, hour and a half before the cup got there. And then. They called him over and said, Charlie, get over here and have some T-Ravs out of the Stanley Cup. And he did. Just a great guy. He knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. He he had a good... And uh, I love just hearing those stories and and knowing how special that was for the family to be around him. And my heart breaks for them. Uh, At the age of 87, what a wonderful life he had. But it's just, you know, it's just, uh, it's a tough loss. Charlie was a great friend of KMOX. Mm-hmm. Uh, was on Charlie Brennan's show quite often. We had him on Sports Open Line a little bit back in the day. Bernie Miklas and I, I think, put him on uh, once or twice. But he was a fixture in that spot at, at downtown yeah. and at that very seat. I know exactly mm-hmm. the seat you're talking about. So he would always sit. You'd walk into the downtown, because I used to work Cardinals games on the weekends, and I did a lot of those night games here in the studio. And... When they were on the road, I would call in to Charlie Gito's and order like a chicken parm and a salad to bring back to the station. That was when we were at One Memorial Drive, and I loved doing that. And so I would go down to the downtown location, and on a Saturday night at 8, 9 o'clock, he's sitting there at yeah. the bar. He had a seat right next to the phone. Mm-hmm. 
So more often than not, if you called Charlie Gito's downtown, he'd pick it. Charlie Gito's, he'd pick it up. <laughs> and I walked in there, and I hadn't seen him for a while, so I just reintroduced. He's like, I know who you are, Tom Ackerman. I heard you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, how's everybody doing over there? How are? And he rattled off everybody. He knew everything about the station. He listened to KMOX, big, big Cardinals fan, and a big part of Cardinals history, really. I mean, if you were a baseball person who came into town, whether you were Tommy Lasorda, one of his best friends in the world, or anybody who rolled into town to play the Cardinals, you probably dropped by Charlie Gito's to have a plate of pasta and to chat with him. You can see the pictures all over the walls of people that just loved being around Charlie Gito. Yeah, his his wall should be in a Hall of Fame somewhere because it, it's incredible the people who came in there. And I, there's actually a soundbite here of Tommy Lasorda congratulating Charlie Brennan, and he ends it by saying, you know, I love you, St. Louis loves you, and Charlie Gito loves you too, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> it was it, it, it's a legendary place. He's a legendary man, and like you said, he will be sorely missed here in St. Louis. And people around the country thought of St. Louis. They thought of the Cardinals and the Arch and Budweiser, and a lot of them thought of Charlie Gito. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, you know, and I remember running into Tommy Lasorda at Dodger Stadium for a playoff game, and he Lasorda is very aware of everything around him, and he's looking at everybody and smiling. He looks at me, he looks at my shirt, and I had a Camo X logo on it. He goes, uh-huh. "Hey, come over here," and I talked to him for a couple minutes, and and he said, "You tell Charlie, I said, hi, Charlie <laughs> Gito, I'm going to be back. You know, I'll I'll call him later." I mean, just. Uh, Anyway, I, I wanted to start the show because I thought about him all day yesterday when I heard the news, and I'm very, very sorry mm-hmm. to hear it. I, I just think that uh, that's an absolute treasure in St. Louis that we will miss, however we will remember forever. Yeah, no question about it. And if you haven't been there downtown, check it out. Go there now and, and look at those pictures because you will be amazed. You can spend hours looking at, at his memorabilia and those pictures of him with all kind. I mean, if somebody was famous... He was. He has a picture with him. My kids tell me that the best thing that I make for them is chicken parm, and I did my best to copy what they do over there. So mm-hmm. I try to make it just like they may. I can't, but <laughs> I tried to, and I try to plate it just like they do it and everything. That's definitely inspired by Charlie Gito. So, and uh, it will always be in our hearts. That's for sure. Yes, BK. Thank you. You bet. Uh, we have Cardinals manager Mike Schilt coming up next. We also have a number of positive tests, as we've talked about on Total Information AM with Brian. I checked in early this morning to talk about some of those. The report for Blues players and a coach. Also, Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager, coming up next will tell us about two Cardinals players they announced yesterday who tested positive for COVID-19. And then later in the show, we'll look over the list of some of the other players who not only have tested positive, but some have opted out because of the pandemic. We also have Mike Shannon, John Rooney, Ricky Horton, and Mike Claiborne talking about the Cardinals today. I mean, all four of them, the radio crew back together. We're going to hear them. I had them in the garage, the garage happy hour last week. We will have some fun with that, and we'll also hear from John Moselock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, on his club and everything moving forward. It, uh, as we've said, it is day by day in Major League Baseball right now. Tom Ackerman with you on a hot day. Hope everyone is safe after a what I'm sure was a very fun-filled and uh, fulfilling party yesterday for you on the 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. Back in a moment, it's 10-13. The following is a special presentation of sports on a Sunday morning. 
Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Manager Mike Schilt is with us on this Sunday morning. Mike, a good Sunday morning to you. I hope you had a nice 4th of July. I know it involved baseball. Yeah, you know what, Tom? That's, um, they, they, they go together, don't they? Um, you know, always, I can't remember the, a time when I uh, didn't have baseball for, uh, you know, July 4th, and yesterday we were able to work out. Not a game, obviously, but we were at a, at a ball field, and some baseballs were going throwing around, and we were doing some fundamentals, taking BP, and some live batting practice, so life's pretty good. Absolutely, and I do want to hear about that and who did what and how they look. And, you know, obviously the, the big news that you had to pass along yesterday was a couple of positive COVID-19 cases, and while we certainly will be respectful of what you were allowed to tell us, you, you have the player's permission to reveal those two positive tests, Ricardo Sanchez and Henesis Cabrera. What can you tell us about those two individuals? And I know that was uh, something that was on everybody's mind yesterday. Yeah, I mean, clearly it's the world we're in. And, and um, you know, first and foremost, want to see how they're doing. And, um, you know, they're both asymptomatic. Um, so that's, a, you know, that's a positive based on, A, them not being any discomfort. Um, and then, then B, you know, feeling like that um, based on that, um, you know, once they get through the, the negative testing phase, they can they can ramp up physical activity and um, and get back to, to joining us and, and ready to participate. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not it's unfortunate, but not surprising. You know, expected to have um, which we're seeing across the board and with every club. Um, you know, positive test and. But we have protocols in place. We have the testing in place. You know, the good news is, is none of those players were able to enter into our our um, our area, our work area. Um, and then, of course, we want to make sure that the tracing is taking place um, as well. That's probably the biggest thing with this is, you know, A, the identification of the player, and we feel like we can do that, but just the, the tracing of who they've been with and, and how it goes from there. And that's, uh, that's something that every team is dealing with and we're dealing with in society. That's right. Uh, the Cardinals do have a contact tracer, and they have been following up, and we're prepared to if players did test positive. You had three positive uh, cases, and now the latest two, Henesis Cabrera and Ricardo Sanchez. So we'll keep our eye on that, of course, and the rest of your club ready to go, although uh, we know that some are still pending some test results. And also you had uh, Giovanni Gallegos. Uh, what can you tell us about him as far as you can? Just that, you know, like I said, and, and look, it, it, you know, I understand people are going to want to ask the questions, but, yeah. you know, there's a lot of different regulations and rules and, you know, understand I can't really comment on, um, you know, who's where and I, all we can do is confirm, you know, uh, what we've confirmed and, and talk about the group that's here. Got it. And we do have a group that's here that I know was having some fun. I mean, I see pictures that uh, our KMOX uh, staff took and, and a lot of smiles on the faces starting on well before Friday, but Friday having that full team workout must have been pretty special for you, Mike, to have everybody out there. And what kind of goes on in that? You, do you speak to the team before? Do you have a big group talk before you head out as a full squad? Well, yes, we have our um, daily clubhouse meeting. They're it's done in a – the information's a little different. Clearly, we have to be in created clarity um, in operating procedures from in the clubhouse, in the training room, in the weight room, um, on the field. Um, you know, so that took place and made sure everybody was is and continues to be informed. We have two different clubhouses operating, so we have these 
gentlemen spread out in a, in a very um, safe manner um, and keeping them in this, in smaller groups when we're actually on the field. So, yeah, we, we uh, and then, no, by the way, we did talk about some baseball and we were able to get out and, and get back on the field and, and get ready for our season coming up. I bet. And I, I know it's a lot of fun to see everybody and, and to get all of that stuff going. You announced last week that Jordan Hicks uh, would have to start the season not on your roster, but that wasn't uh, anything that was surprising. The the availability of Brett Cecil, I'm curious about as well. Gold, uh, Paul Goldschmidt and Miles Michaelis, looks like the rest did them well. So there are some positives here heading into this 2020 season, aren't there? Yeah, there are for sure. You know, and uh, yeah, it wasn't a surprise. It was just, um, it was actually, a, you know, continual confirmation about Jordan um, in a sense that, um, you know, we, we had communicated that Jordan won't be available, you know, until some point later in the season later, I'm not sure, but definitely not July. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just taking this program as we go. And, um, but again, super, super encouraged about how he goes about it and the work he's put in and, um, and his dedication to his rehab. And, you know, there's always going to be, a, not always, but typically, um, mostly, a you know, it's not a, you know, any rehab of any surgery is not exactly um, perfect, but his has been really pretty good. He's gone about it the right way. And, um, you know, as you mentioned Cecil, yeah, Cecil is back. And, you know, had the hamstring, um, the sideline towards the end of the season, uh, in the spring training season that we got cut short. And he's back to feeling good and participatory and uh, good to see him back out there. And, um, you know, mentioned Miles, he's, he's, been able to have that issue treated and mostly we feel like behind him, he's been able to recover well. Um, he does a lot of BP tomorrow, um, but all indications are he's in a, in a good spot. And um, same thing about Goldie, um, similar, similar deal. Um, rested him well. He's been able to work out, recover, and uh, doesn't feel like it's anything that's going to be limiting. And Paul Goldschmidt, for those who don't recall, had a sore elbow that was kind of bothering him towards the end of spring training, at least the abbreviated spring training, where he was having some trouble with it throwing. That's good to hear. Miles Michaelis, great to hear him talking and explaining things again. And your rotation with Wainwright and Michaelis in there and Dakota Hudson and Jack Flaherty. My gosh, from what I understand, Jack had it going. He really had it going early, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he was able to start off our um... – Simulated game, our live BP rather, um, on Friday, and it was really sharp. You know, really sharp. And Mad Dog, Mike Maddox, our pitching coach, said he got out of the bullpen, and he said it felt like a July in the middle of a normal season. Um, just sharp, locating. You know, everything was coming out good, and then he came out and had two innings, and was was really um, looked like Jack, very effective, sharp, um, as as of all the guys that have thrown throwing live to this point i bet uh, you know dakota hudson uh who i've always liked i remember the first time i saw dakota hudson he was warming up before a spring training game a few years ago and it was just neat to see and it has been a lot of fun to watch the development of a young man into a big league pitcher and he'll continue to learn and i thought that he had a good jupiter didn't you mike yeah for sure you know and he just picked up kind of where he left off and you know, we look for guys that ideally when you see a player, you want to see growth, continual improvement um, physically, 
um, how they go about the routines or habits, the consistency of how they perform on the field, which really separates them from a minor league player um, to get the most out of their ability and use it as consistent as possible in the big leagues. Um, and then understand how to pitch and how to adjust and how to handle game situations. And everything I've just said is requires a lot of time, energy, and, and, and tuition uh, and intentionality. So um, Dakota's been able to take advantage of, of his experiences and looks to continue to grow and continues to be a better version of himself and, and uh, get the most out of his ability in a lot of different aspects. And uh, it's been it's impressive. He, he deserves a lot of credit. Less than three weeks from the scheduled opener, and again, the official schedule has not been released. So, as the broadcast partner with the Cardinals, we'll announce when we uh, when the MLB and the Cardinals officially announce their schedule. Uh, but it does appear, and you indicated this last week, that off days work in your favor. That you don't have to go to a six man rotation. A five man works pretty well for you, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, that's where we're at at this moment. I mean, we're still early enough in this camp, and we're still going into our day three today, Wayno and KK, which, you know, I've been able to see, and, and Brian Eversgaard, our, our bullpen coach, um, has been able to see their, their live situation, and Mad Dog caught it last week a little bit. But, um, you know, just a matter of making sure guys are going through their lives, guys are getting into the games, um, and guys are getting built up appropriately, which will set a rotation and said how much, you know, we feel like they how long they can go. But, you know we've got a, we've got good options in the rotation and you know the, and the schedule's favorable for a five. You know we may end up looking up you know at a certain point in it and and uh, skip a guy and give him a six day and have a spot start type thing. Um, but those are things that that we've thought about. But can we can't plan for it. It's just more of a fluid situation. Sure, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back. And also curious about your position players. You've had eyes on them early. You've had some live BPs. Did, did Ponce uh, throw a live BP yesterday, Mike? Daniel Ponce de Leon. Yeah, Ponce threw, uh, Dakota threw, and and uh, and Tyler Webb threw. That's good. Oh, Tyler Webb. Don't, don't, when you think about great lefties, folks, the lefty-on-lefty matchups in the National League, he was the best in terms of batting was, average against. Yeah, he was really, really good um, and, uh, you know, was, was, was sharp yesterday. That's good to hear. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Cardinals manager Mike Schilt is with us graciously before his team takes the field at Bush Stadium for workouts today. I'm Tom Ackerman. We're back right after this on KMOX. Now, back to the Mike Schultz Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back. It is the Mike Schultz Show. Isn't this great to be able to talk to the Cardinals manager before he brings his team back out on the field for a workout? I'm Tom Ackerman. It's great to chat with Mike on this Sunday, July 5th. It's a hot one, you know? I mean, but this is pretty typical. We This is baseball weather in St. Louis, isn't it? It's it's. Exactly. I wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, it's uh, it's been it's been warm. We've been going in the mornings, um, try to stay out of the dead of heat, but you know, it creeps on us a little bit. But you know what? We're fortunate to come out and um, be able to be in this beautiful stadium and be be uh, I'd say together. You know, we are together. The group's here, but um, you know, we're doing our part to make sure we're having the workouts to where we're bringing them into in groups and not putting them in settings where they're. Um, you know, on top of each other by any stretch, we're, we're following the guidelines. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a it's a summer game, and we're excited to be out uh, getting back to playing it. You know, I did the garage happy hour that you've done uh, before with me a few weeks ago. I did it on Thursday with Mike Shannon, John Rooney, 
Ricky Horton and Mike Claiborne. We had a really good time talking about your club. And the first thing Mike Shannon said when we started, he said, I just want to say that the Cardinals have the right manager for this situation. He said, Mike Schilt is the right manager for this. And he has a lot of reasons for that. But he really looks at you as a strong baseball man and leader. And I have to give you a lot of credit, Mike. You, Ollie Marmel, and your staff. This is not easy. Um, you knew it wasn't going to be. It's a challenge to do something. It's a, It would be a challenge just to hold a spring training at Bush Stadium, period. But then with all of these regulations, I, I'm certain that you have to know where everybody is at all times. You're utilizing both clubhouses, both dugouts, both bullpens. It's a... Uh, it's a machine once you get it going, isn't it? Once you get everybody scheduled where they need to be? Yeah, you know what? That's very nice of Mike to say. I've got a ton of respect for that entire group you had in your uh, garage chat. Um, I'm sure that was fun. And, uh, you know, it's, it means a lot coming from, from Mike because Mike's a straight shooter, as we both know, and mm-hmm. calls it as he sees it. So, um, And he's got a ton of experience, and he's a guy that I draw wisdom from and enjoy, enjoy talking the game with. But, um you know, relative to the schedule, I mean, I, I can't tell you how, um, I mean, our staff is, and I said it to them in our clubhouse too, you know, we're, we're built for this. Um, it, uh, we, we, we accept the challenges that come in. Um, you know, it's, it's just full disclosure. It's, it, there's a lot of moving parts to this, um, which you alluded to. And, and our group is, um, you know, we spend a lot of time, leading up to it, but we just didn't understand the parameters of, you know, what the rules were and want to make sure we were following them. And, um, and then having to rework really, no one's ever run a spring training with one field. And, um, so we spent a lot of time, you know, efficiency is something we are, are really always, you know, want to make sure that we have, we want to, as a starting point, do a, do a couple things. Clearly, we want to make sure we get everything in, prioritize that when we introduce it, how we introduce it, when we want to think about reintroducing it, um, and then you want to do that in a, in a respectful fashion to the players' energy and their time, um, and then line it all up. And you know, the fact of the matter is, when you when you have you know 40 players, typically every day, that you know we want to create individual schedules for them in a in a, in a group setting. So. You know, it's just a lot of it's logistics coupled with with baseball, coupled with common sense and a little bit of art to to figuring out you know how to get guys going and keep them healthy and um, you know make sure that we're we're ready for the season appropriately, um, but not going you know too fast to where we're again putting people at risk physically or, or going too fast where we're not covering everything thoroughly. Um, so there's you know finding out what that sweet spot looks like and and we. We live in constant um, evolution and looking to see what that looks, you know, how we can how we can meet that on a on literally a, a daily basis. So it's just a ongoing process, and we enjoy it. We enjoy being appropriately distanced together, and um, we just continue to stay fluid and, and and grow from the previous day and and get better. And that's uh, that's our best shot. Yeah, these are the best baseball players in the world. And somebody was asking me the other day, how do they, during all that time, stay healthy, stay in shape, keep their mind right? You know, they do their best to play catch, to to take some swings, to try to get timing down. But there's nothing that can replicate getting the group together. And I think that mentally getting them back into the mindset 
of not just taking BP, but I'm sure you've done a lot with running the bases and defense, two of the hallmarks of your team as well. It seems like you have a lot of speed on this team, and the ability to make things happen on the base pass could put the Cardinals at an advantage. I feel like it was an advantage for us last year. You know, speed is the player's speed, regardless of speed. Everyone can be a good base runner. Um, you know, and when we do, we put some time on it. And the thing about it is our opinion leaders um, on our team, they're the ones that, you know, ultimately drive things and, and their intention and desire um, is very high. And, and their um, willingness is to, to look at all the little things um, and take them serious and emphasize them and focus on them is really impressive. It's a very um, it's a strong group. And, yeah, to your point, we've, We've uh, been intentional about making sure that we create defense time, um, dedicated defense time, uh, dedicated base running time. And, you know, we've, we've gone back to not absolute ground zero, but we're not taking anything for granted. Um, we're, we're going as quick as we can go um, with covering and mastering what we, what we have and feeling good about it and the grasp of it is – individually and collectively in a good spot, and then we, then we progress it from there. But this is a very dedicated group to every aspect of the game. Certainly seems like you have a lot of uh, possibilities there on the base paths, too. I'm not going to ask you to declare a leadoff hitter by any means because you have a lot of different options, don't you? I mean, actually, when you think about it, when you put the DH into play and you take the pitcher out, I love the National League strategy, of course, but that gives you an opportunity, too, to, to have a, a couple extra runners out there and possible people who make contact and make things happen. Yeah, we there's a lot up for sure. And, you know, we feel good about the, all our position players. And, um, you know, we have some interchangeable parts and we have some guys that bring a lot of different skill sets and multiple skill sets um, that's going to allow us to, you know, end of the day, like Gary Rock said, how do we beat the other team? And that's ultimately what this is about. That's no no doubt about it. Uh, Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager, is with us. I'm sure he had a smile on his face with that crack of the bat and the popping of the ball into the glove and ball, the ballpark looking great with the green grass and the red seats. Eventually we'll get some fans in there for you, Mike. But for right now, I'm sure it's great just to be back inside Bush Stadium. And uh, back to hitting, uh, did anything, did anybody, I don't want to put one before the other. I know you love all your players, but did, did any players surprise you or jump out at you in terms of what they did early on? No, I think the best part of this, um, Tom, is the fact that, you know, what guys were telling us, we believe, but it also has matched up, whether it's on the mound or the position players, the guys have been able to appropriately get the most out of what they had at their access. And not everybody came in at the same place, but everybody came in with a good baseline to be able to, to move forward and um, and be able to handle what we're doing, but again, we're we're in the process of continuing to analyze what that looks like and monitor it and and uh, build appropriately individual so uh, so these guys are ready. Well, we'll get you back to your club, and we appreciate this very much. Thank you for being with us this morning, and we'll have John Mosellock at eleven thirty, folks, and a lot of baseball up until then as well. Mike, have a great day and enjoy your Sunday. All right, Tom, you have a blessed day. You Thank too. You very much. Thank you. There is Mike Schild, the Cardinals manager, with us on KMOX. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll hear some of that with Mike Shannon, John Rooney, Ricky Horton, and Mike Claiborne talking about Mike Schild and his club. That's next, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. 
from KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to the Lux Calor International Sports on a Sunday morning. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Our thanks to Mike Schild for taking the time to join us before he took the field with his team at Bush Stadium. Here's our team. This is the radio crew. Mike Shannon, John Rooney, Ricky Horton, Mike Claiborne visiting with me on my garage happy hour. First time we got the group together. Yeah, this is the first time we've been together. Now, I've been with uh, Mike before. I've been with John before on the telephone. This is Ricky and I haven't been together since Christmas. <laughs> That's where he plays Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, Mike. We're going to talk some baseball. I'm really looking forward to this because this is going to be a really interesting uh, season uh, for, for a number of reasons, okay? First of all, you only have 60 games. Second of all, to see how these managers want to manage, okay? And uh, third, for the players. You know, who's going to be motivated, who's not going to be motivated. And, I mean, there's so many things that are going to happen. But I will say one thing. I'm a, I'm a real proponent of uh, our manager, Mike Schultz. This guy, uh, you can't, you, you never can underestimate him. He's just phenomenal in my mind, okay? What I've seen him do with his baseball team already, and I think that he'll do the same thing this year in a shortened season. I, he, he's very innovative. He's very smart. He knows how to motivate his players, and he, he puts guys in the right spot at the right time. And that's what managers do. I mean, good managers. Yeah, he's you, a good manager. He's the National League Manager of the Year, and, and he's a baseball man. And I can see already that he's excited just to have everybody back. Mike, uh, you've been in – Mike Shannon's been in so many clubhouses and, and was a phenomenal player for this franchise. And you know what that's like. That's family. When you get everybody back, and it's been a while, that's a good feeling, isn't it? Well, I think when you say family, you're correct, okay? The broadcast uh, team is a family also, and a very good one, I might add. I, I, you know, we talk we talk among ourselves about great broadcasting and great broadcasting teams, and I think the San Francisco team is one of the best in the business. Is that right, John? No, I agree, Mike. Ricky? Yeah, no doubt. Mike? Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Uh, they really they have, they have they a great chemistry. out there with television and, and radio, and we have the same here. You know, Ricky does a lot of TV. He does a lot of TV for the home games, and, and Dan is, uh, does a great job. And I think the TV is going to change in, in the next 20 years. I think you're going to have uh, uh, guys like Danny and Ricky together, and they're going to do the Kansas City team. They're going to do the White Sox, the Cubs, the Cardinals. And, and it's going to be a lot like what we're having now with uh, this shortened season where we're just playing in, in our division and in the American League division. It's going to be like that, I think, in the long run. I think that's how television is going to change in the next 20 years, okay? Now, that's just my idea of it, and I think that's going to happen because of a number of reasons, and we're, we're seeing a lot of it because of the shortened season this season. This year, when when it starts, and I'm really looking forward to it. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really looking forward to it because there's going to be so many different things that we've never seen before, and innovative uh, managers like uh, Mike Schultz is, and uh, you had Tony Larusso on, uh, Tom, and uh, I guarantee you, that I, I talk to Tony quite often, okay, and uh, and I know Mike talks to him almost every day. He's smart, too, because, you know, experience, you, you cannot replace experience in my mind. 
John, Ricky, Mike. I agree. I mean, when you do this every day, there's no two games that are ever alike. And you always walk out of the ballpark learning something about the game that you now can apply because it's going to happen again somewhere along the line. And when somebody tells you that they, they know this or they know that, get as far away from them as you can. <laughs> okay, I'll see you. I don't care who it is, okay? Now, you'll, you'll never hear Tony La Russa or uh, the, the, any Hall of Fame managers. And we've had, we've had so many great managers here in St. Louis, phenomenal managers, you know, Whitey Herzog and and, and Bob Gibson's favorite guy, you know, <laughs> he managed the team for a while. And we won't get If you want to see Bob Gibson light up, you just mentioned Sally Hemus to him sometimes. <laughs> and, but we've had, you know, Tony Russo and, and Red Shandies, just, just, just to name two or three guys. I mean, phenomenal people, okay? Not only – were they great managers, Hall of Fame managers, but great people to boot, okay? You know, and, I, and I've been so fortunate to be able to uh, associate with those guys and with you guys also, okay? Uh, I mean, it's a privilege for us to sit in the booth every day and, and, and watch what's going on. And to be with the St. Louis Cardinals and their organization, you, you can't replace anything like that. Another thing about Mike Schilt, yeah. Tom, another thing about Mike. He knows his players. He knows his coaches. His coaches work with him so well. And he takes the time to ask questions, to listen to people, and his enthusiasm and his knowledge for the game, I think that puts him a step ahead of many of the managers I've worked with in the past. He's got phenomenal coaches. Uh, and, and we overlook it sometimes because we take we take them for granted. But he has some unbelievable coaches. And you know what he does as a manager? He he, he lets them do their thing, and he gets out of the way too. And and that's a very hard thing for managers to do. We don't see that often, but this guy has the ability to do that. I mean, you take managers, period. And I don't care what they're managing. It can be a, a CEO of a great institution, and. Uh, Ralston Perina, for instance, with Mike. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you pick, you pick up a, a person and then you get out of the way. The pitching coach, uh, and he has some great coaches and, and he utilizes them also. I've seen, I've seen managers and so have uh, you guys seen managers. And I don't care what they're managing. Tom, you talk about KMOX managing and going back to Bob Hyland and so forth and so on. And the great managers, they, Pick the people, and then they get the heck out of the way and let them manage. A hundred percent right. You, you you do the job, you lead, and you let people do their jobs. And, and Ricky, you played for Whitey Herzog. Um, he's right there among the great managers of all time. What was he like at the start of the season? Well, you know, Whitey was uh, a genius when it came to managing a team and managing uh, expectations and, and creating vision for players. And, you know, I actually love what, what, what Mike said about us being a family. I, I got to go back to that. I mean, w- I mean, we are on this call a family. There's no question about that. And being able to connect like this, uh, Tom is just terrific. And, you know, I guess, I guess big Mike is our big brother in this family. So we, we kind of rely on him and take our, our leading from him. Uh, but, uh, the players are like that too. So your, your earlier question about what are players dealing with right now, 
It, you know, how would Whitey deal with that or Tony deal with that or Mike Schilt deal with that? Look, the great managers all understand they're leading a group of young men, and we say they're men, but they're young men that are trying to come together for a common cause. And so uh, a lot of challenges going on right now. I mean, there's no question there's a lot of challenges going on right now, but I can't think of a guy I'd rather have running the show than Mike Schilt. I mean, I just think he gets challenges and messages very well and has a good relationship with his with his players and 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 the coaches are part of that as as Mike said. So I, I I'm kind of interested to see how this ball is going to play out. And I, I kind of agree with what Mike said earlier. I mean, who knows what's going to happen this year? We're going to have young players come out of nowhere, and we may have teams come out of nowhere uh, before it's said and done. When you talk about playing 60 games, no, it's going to be fascinating. Claims, what do you think about this ball club? You know, I really like them because of the fact they've got pitching. They've got a lot of big league experience on this staff, and they're all young guys, and they've all been thrown in the fire at one point or another. I think when you look around, they probably have, what, 10 guys that they have, have big league experience, and they're probably on the age of 25, along with the fact that Mike has got so many options where he's got some guys who can be horses. He can split up the games as far as having two guys back-to-back as far as starters are concerned. He's got a really deep bullpen. So that, to me, I think is the key, along with the fact that they really found a way to play good defense. And when you're going to play 60 games, you can't afford to have those mistakes. And we saw last year how good they were defensively. So pitching and defense, which we know wins a lot of baseball games, and when you only have 60 to play, you better try and win as many of those as you can and then figure out the offense somewhere else. Claib's a longtime friend of Mike Shannon, and you're able to sit next to him in the broadcast booth. Um, this family that we're looking at right here, he is the one that, that we all look up to. What, what can you say about Mike Shannon and, and his career in this broadcast booth? Uh, Ricky said earlier, big brother, I think best teammate you can have. And I think Mike probably got that from being on good teams and understanding how good teams work. And when you're a champion, there are little things you do. And he always finds a way to include us in everything that goes on with regard to the broadcast. Uh, And I think that's something he probably learned coming up and learning how to be a winner. And I, I think he's made us all winners when it comes to being part of this broadcast and being the family that we are. And, John, this is your 15th year in the Cardinals radio booth, and you've worked alongside Mike since the World Championship year 2006. What was that like, walking into the booth with him? Well, I did my first big league game with Mike and Jack in 1984 in Cincinnati. Uh, a three-game series after uh, Ricky Horton and the Louisville Redbirds drew a million fans uh, down in, in, in Louisville. Uh, the night before, I went up to Cincinnati and, Got to work with Mike and, and Jack, and Mike could not have been more accommodating for a kid who was scared out of his mind to try to sit in that booth and call a game. Uh, when I started my play-by-play one inning, Mike I think, was over doing TV or something, but uh, I was with Jack, and uh, I, I sounded like I was doing a fast break in the final four. <laughs> and Jack said, slow down, kid. You have 162 of these to go. You're going to wear them out in one day. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> but John, John, I think accommodating. And uh, the first thing Mike told me, though, when I came to the town, you know, Mike's not the most important man in the booth. I certainly won't be the most important man in the booth. It's Jim Jackson. And Mike Shannon was absolutely right. Jim Jackson is a major, major part of this family.
That is absolutely true. That's John Rooney along with Mike Shannon, Ricky Horton, and Mike Claiborne. We'll talk about Jim Jackson and the Cardinals broadcast booth and the Redbirds. And Mike Shannon, he was awesome last in that garage happy hour. He tells some great stories as well. Tom Ackerman with you. We'll continue the conversation after the 11 o'clock news. John Mosellock at 1130. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.